Hey, what's up, guys? Before we start the show, I just want to say real quick, I got a new ebook slash hard copy book out right now on Amazon available called 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. It's just uh, all the tips I've gotten this podcast pretty much, some new stuff as well. Put it all in one place for you. So check it out. It's on Amazon. 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. Available on Amazon. All right, let's start the show. back to another episode of the Social Skills Lab. I'm your host, Nathan Alment. This is episode number 11. That song was uh, Powerball by Wax Mustang. Added that last week. Um, it's a good song. I like it. Last week we talked about bullying and having fun a couple things about bullying i wanted to mention again it's almost impossible for someone with lots of confidence and self-esteem to be mean to another person so just remember that if someone's actually like a bully they probably have low self-esteem that's why if you have completely shrunk your ego um, it's very difficult for them to put you down or verbally attack you in any way because you don't really care and they're just they they don't have any self-esteem so they're not going to be as they're not going to be able to spar with you uh verbally and that's a difficult thing to uh fake so you really have to work on shrinking your ego Uh, a couple ways i did it like i mentioned uh, i started meditating a lot started reading about eastern philosophy and zen really got into Zen and like the Tao Te Ching and stuff like that. Um, One of the books that I read that was really, really good was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I found the book right around the same time I was getting into Eastern philosophy. It's almost like a a Western version of Zen. It was really good. It was a really good book to uh, come across. But he was basically a guy that was was like at the end of his wits, he had like a almost a mental breakdown, and in that moment, he discovered uh, he became enlightened. Like he he became enlightened, and I've read that before. There's a couple. That's one of the ways you could become enlightened is like becoming is like getting to the edge of a mental breakdown. It's kind of weird. I've never. I remember one time I had a panic attack, but never experienced anything that was extremely severe or anything like that. So that was, uh, I don't know, if if you have issues like that, I uh, probably want to talk to a professional 
but I'd also recommend checking out some Zen stuff. It's uh, it's really good to get a completely different perspective on the art of living. One thing too about Zen is there was this expression that I I got from there. It was the 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 opposite of a profound truth is another profound truth, and I kind of like kind of mess with me i was like holy cow like so anything that i think is like oh yeah this this is the truth the exact opposite can also be true which means basically that nothing is ultimately true because if the opposite is also true there's really nothing to like hang hang my ego on like if i think if i think that something is happening i'm like trying to like figure out a situation I'm not going to be like completely convinced because I'll know that no matter what I come up with, the opposite is probably also true because there's different levels that something can be true on. Like, let's say I feel like right now I'm sitting at my, at my desk, but you know, I'm also flying through space at like a hundred thousand miles an hour. So which one is it? You know, so stuff like that. Just keep that in mind. Something that goes along with uh, Zen is very being completely present in the moment. It's hard to do that sometimes. Like, let's say I have to take out the trash or I have to do my laundry. It's going to feel like a chore most of the time. Um, one time I was in my bathroom and I was washing my hands and I just did like an extra big pump of the soap and it got on the sink. So I was like, okay, I'll just like wash this off. So I started like wiping the sink with the soap and then all these suds started forming and then I was like, well, I, I guess I'll just wash the sink now since I got all this soap. So I started just like slowly like washing the sink and all these suds started forming. And next thing I knew, I was completely immersed in the in the moment of washing the sink. Um, and I just like, so I was just going to wash the sink. But next thing I knew, I totally cleaned the whole like cabinets and everything in the mirror. I just became completely immersed into wa- uh, cleaning the sink and the countertop, and I just got all the suds and soap. And next thing I know, I felt a moment of joy doing it. And I'm like, holy cow, this is this is what it is to be completely present. I can enjoy doing something that's technically a chore. Um, I don't know, it was just a moment that I thought was kind of interesting. I'm like, this is, this is cool. This is what being completely present means. And even thinking that kind of takes you out of it. So anytime you actually like think about this it's like anytime you actually think about the Tao, it actually takes you out of it it's kind of weird you have to be completely present you can't even think about it you just have to be but in that moment i just kind of started feeling uh good i felt gratitude for being alive and stuff like that it's pretty interesting um i'll put a link up on the description for the uh, power of now for you guys it's pretty easy to find but i'll just throw a link up for you also, last week we talked about having fun. Last week, after the after I recorded the episode, I went rafting with my brother and my sister. And I got to be honest, at first I was like, eh, I don't really want to go because I had been rafting before. And I really didn't like it. It was up in Alaska because I had worked up in Alaska for a couple summers. And we got comped a rafting trip from the hotel. So me and my friends went rafting and... It was pretty cold. It was probably about 50 degrees out, maybe 60 degrees out, and you're on a raft on a river, and like within 20 minutes, we hit a rapid, and a whole 
just like mountain of water came into the raft and I was soaked because I was right up front and I was just freezing cold for the next three hours. <laughs> like it was like started snowing. Like that's how cold it was. It started snowing. It was really pretty, but I was just freezing and I was miserable. So I don't know. I just had a bad taste in my mouth for rafting. And so I kind of just didn't want to go, but I hadn't seen my brother in a while. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'll go. And I don't know. I just, it was a really great time. There's a, um, there's a bunch of rafts out there. People are just uh, drinking and floating. And I was also a little nervous about the social distancing thing with COVID. But, you know, the rafts are pretty far apart and you're in the open air and stuff like that. It's about as safe as as safe a time as you're going to have in a pandemic. But yeah, it was, it was a, I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. So we had talked about, you know, doing something adventurous, trying something new. You know, it wasn't new for me. I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'll just try it again. I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. You know, my brother wanted me to go. My sister wanted me to go. So I went for them, but I had a good time. So just one thing that you you can do to have fun, just try something new, going on a little adventure, stuff like that. This week, I want to talk. I want to talk about attitude. I was watching on Amazon. There was uh, Hell's Kitchen. It's a show I've liked, but I haven't. I only saw like one season, so I've been watching it. And I was watching. There was this um, this one chef. I don't even remember who it was anymore. But he was like very talented, doing really well. But he had like such a shit attitude. He was complaining a lot. He was talking shit about other players, other contestants on the show. And he was like rude to people. And I was just thinking, I'm like, man, this guy could like probably win if he didn't have such a shitty attitude. And sure enough, they cut him in like two, like two more episodes. But I really thought he was going to go the whole way until I started seeing how, what a crappy attitude he has. And I've noticed this a lot then. Your attitude really, um, your attitude is going to affect everything in your life. And I, it's hard to describe how to have a good attitude. I guess just having a lot of more gratitude, gratitude and attitude. I guess that's why they rhyme. I don't know. But uh, you, if you have a shit attitude, your life is going to suck. It's, there's just no getting around it. Life is just way too long to have uh, a shitty attitude and have good things happen to you. Like if you notice people that have like a really good attitude, good things just tend to happen to them. It's because people are social creatures. They, they want to help people that are friendly and nice and uh, have a good attitude. Anyone that has a shitty attitude, they're just going to put up roadblock after roadblock after roadblock right in front of them without even realizing it. And they're going to blame other people why they have nothing good happen to them. And it's basically because they are having a crap attitude. They're not taking responsibility for bringing, bringing a, a positive energy to situations. Something that seems to go along with uh, having a shitty attitude is people complaining a lot. I really, I got a, a bump at work. I got a, a raise at work. And one of the things my boss said, one of the first things he said was, he's like, Nate, you're doing a good job. You don't complain. <laughs> and that's something that I'll mention along the road to my employers. Like I'll either mention it in an interview or just some it's really early on, I make a point to mention to them, like, yeah, you know, I just do my best to uh, not complain about petty stuff, anything that's small. I, I really don't like people to complain. 
uh, because I know that bosses hate people that complain because that's what they deal with most of the time is people complaining. So I'll make it a point to mention that I don't. I also don't like people who complain, and I do my best to not complain about stuff. And it really uh, shows because it's very rare that I'll, I will complain. If I complain about something, it's usually like just a joke or it's like something that's kind of major that needs to be changed or something like that. So. Um, I was. I thought it was funny that he mentioned it, and uh, I got a raise, so that was great. One thing too that uh, I noticed about attitude is people that wrote, like talk shit about other people, like gossip, talking shit, all that stuff. Do your best to not say anything bad about anyone ever, ever. Do your best to not say anything bad about anyone ever. Okay, um, we all do it. I do it. I still do it. I don't do it nearly as much as I used to. I don't know, now when I do it, it's kind of more joking or just like, you know, just all in good fun. But I know that that is a really good way to avoid bullying because sometimes you'll start getting bullied because you talked shit about this person and it got back to them. Just assume it's always going to get back to them. So it's, it's much better to never, ever, ever talk shit about anyone, okay? Um, that's just some advice I heard a long time ago. Um, you know, it's good advice. So just stop doing it. There's so much more, so many more topics you can talk about other than, uh, trying to, trying to knock someone else down. If you actually have a legitimate complaint about somebody, the best way to handle it is to go directly to that person and bring it up to them in private. If you're not going to do that, then you don't have the balls to, if, if you don't have the balls to do it, then it's either not big of a deal or, um, it's not worth your time, and um, you should not do it. So either bring it up with them privately or <clears throat> don't do anything at all. And let's say, I've actually heard this before, so the first thing you want to do is bring it up with them privately. If that does not resolve it, maybe bring one other person the next time and bring it up again to them so there's like one other person there. And if that doesn't work, then you could bring it up publicly. But in that order, do not go out of order. Always try to bring it up with them privately first and if you're not going to do that like i said don't mention it just don't do it it will not be worth it another thing about uh having a good attitude i've noticed is people that have a good attitude are also the same people that take responsibility for things it's really annoying when someone does not take responsibility for a mistake they made uh one time i was working with this guy we were doing installs at a, at a hospital, and me and him were working in this department, and we had installed a couple printers in there at this uh, nurse's station. And when we were wrapping it up, I told him, uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring the cart down. Do you want to stay here and uh, finish training with the customer? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of that. So he did that. I, I uh, took all the, all the um, equipment down to the to the basement where we're staging everything. And the next day we went up to the same department or in the same area. And the nurse uh, stopped me and she's like, Hey, she's like, you know, guys never trained us on that stuff up there. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll come by and do some training right now. And she's like all pissed off. Cause like they're having issues printing stuff. So I talked to my coworker. I'm like, Hey, the nurse just came and said, no one trained us on that stuff. He's like, Oh, I was like, did you train them? He's like, Oh Yeah. Now we'll have to take care of it. I was like, dude, I was like, I thought you were going to train him. And he just like, was like vague. I'm like, dude, 
it pissed me off so much because all he had to say was, yeah, I got sidetracked. I was supposed to train him. I didn't. That was my bad. I'll, I'll take care of it. That's all he had to say. But no, he was just like being like vague and like def- uh, deflective. It was so, so annoying. I just hate when people don't take responsibility because it is so easy just to say, yeah, I messed up. Uh, I'll take care of it. Uh, sorry about that. That's it. That's all, that's all anybody wants to hear. You know why? Because they want to make sure that it's not going to happen again. That's it. They just want to make sure it's not going to happen again. So take responsibility for stuff. The more you do it, the more people will respect you, which is, I think, counterintuitive because I think the reason people don't do it is because, like, oh, if I, if I take the blame, they'll think less of me. No. Well, actually, people make mistakes all the time. People make very stupid mistakes. People, you know, they, they're just lazy and they don't do it. Yeah, that's fine. People, that's just a human thing to do. But if you actually have the character to own up to it and take responsibility and communicate that you messed up and that you will not uh, it will not happen again. It's huge. People really respect it. It's a very mature thing to do. Along these lines, I've uh, there's a quote from what's his name, Sigmund Freud. That is, this is the the quote he said. He said, uh, "Character is destiny." It's just one of those things, man. Having a good attitude, taking responsibility. It's all about character. So, the better your character the better your future is going to be. If you have very low character, your future is going to be shit. I want you to remember that. So that's kind of, that's been one of my focuses for the last 10 years is to develop my character because I know my future is going to be a lot brighter the more character I have. One thing I noticed too is like, you ever seen people just throw trash on the ground? Usually like you'll see around like a homeless camp, a lot of trash on the ground. And I and I and I just equate the two. I'm like, well, there's a reason why you're in a, such a terrible position right now because you don't even care enough to throw the trash in the trash can. And I know a lot of it has to do with mental health and drug addiction and stuff, but there's definitely a slice of not just giving a crap about anything. I remember when I was in high school, sometimes if I went to a drive-in or a, a drive-through, got some food. Uh, I'd pull up in the alley and I would just throw the trash out in the ground. <laughs> Dude, I would just, I just didn't give a shit. And my life was really unraveling at that point in high school and stuff. But then, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I went up to Alaska and I noticed that it was so beautiful up there. Um, everybody that I hung out with was very, very uh, determined not to let any trash hit the ground. Any little piece would always go in the trash and, um, I really respected that, and I, I learned that that's very important to take care of that. And so, like, when I was, we were rafting down the river uh, last week, anytime we saw a beer can or a soda can floating in the in the river, we'd always, like, we'd always steer towards it. We'd, we'd, uh, we'd row, pick it up, throw it with our trash, because it was so beautiful out there. Like, I just hated it to see any garbage floating in the river. Like, anytime I go camping... Or go hiking. If I see some trash, I'll throw it in my bag. I'll always take some with me and stuff like that. Something else I want to talk about is... Usually on the show I mention to keep talking to people. Let's talk about that real quick. I mention that very frequently because that is... That is the lab portion of of this subject. You know, this is the social skills lab. 
but what you're doing right now, listening to it, this is actually like if you take a class at college, there's the theory section where there, you go through the lecture and then there's the lab where you go into a lab and, you know, you look at microscopes, you uh, mess with your test tubes and your uh, auger plates and stuff like that. And that's the lab portion where you apply what you learn, what you learned in theory. So when I say keep talking to people, what I mean is go out there and do the lab part. You know, it's good to read books. It's good to watch videos. It's good to uh, listen to podcasts. But uh, that's all theory. You're not actually going to get very far without doing, applying what you're learning. So when I say keep talking to people, what you're doing is uh, working out your social muscles. They talk about the brain muscle. What it is really is a bunch of neurons. It's a bunch of cells. So... When you keep talking to people, what you're doing is you're building connections in your, in your, between different neurons. The more you do it, the better your connections are, the more easier the conversations will flow because you're practicing what you're learning. Really try what you're learning and stuff. You'll start building those neurons. And um, it's like if you were to, like let's say when you were 10, you started playing the piano. And you, let's say you did it for like two years. You built up those neurons. You actually built... Uh, Somewhere in the brain where all your uh, music and your motor skills, uh, they, start, they start to make connections between the music part of your brain and the motor skill part of your brain and the visual part where you start reading music. And then let's say you stop playing. What happens after two years? You probably can't even play one song. So that's why social skills are really cool because you can always practice them because you're surrounded by people. You're going out all the time, even in a pandemic. The pandemic has made it extremely challenging to practice social skills, but there are still opportunities. Always be on the lookout for opportunities to practice your social skills. Uh, just make sure when you talk to people that you're giving them proper distance. Make sure you have a mask on. Um, make sure you speak clearly, maybe a little louder because a mask can muffle it quite a bit. There's always opportunities to practice your social skills. And then, you know, let's say... Say when uh, things start settling down, people start getting social again, it's safe to go out, safe to go to parties, safe to go to bars and clubs, safe to go to music events, then you're kind of ready to go. You've been practicing, you've been reading, you know, like let's say it's Saturday morning, you're going to go to a concert later with, some, with uh, a buddy maybe, or you're going to go downtown, go to a, like an art show. You don't want to just sit there all day waiting to go to the art show. You know, all day you're going to start like you go to the store, you maybe chat up the cashier, maybe you'll chat up someone in line or something like that. Just start practicing talking to people all day long, watch some stand up comedy, get in the zone. And then when you go out, you'll start chatting people up there. Maybe the guy at the door. I've, I've talked to bouncers at the door, made friends with bouncers and stuff like that. You just talk to everybody and then you'll start talking to people and you're already in the zone. You're already ready to talk. It's much easier than to just sit at home all day, not talk to anyone, and then go out and then try to get into a zone of uh, a chatty, you know, friendly person. You, you kind of have to build up to it, you know. You've been chatting up people all week. You've been talking to people all week. You've been joking around with people all week. And then when you go out, meet people, you're already in the zone. That's why you want to keep talking to people, push the conversations further, and just be ready for opportunities that, that present themselves. Um, so just in general, stick with it. It's going to take some time. It's taken me many years to really get into it, but I just dove in 
you know, head first. And I, I, I really can see some results right away. So I was motivated to stick with it. And then after a while, I realized, oh, okay, this, can, this, this rabbit hole goes down further than I ever thought. And I'm going to stick with it for the rest of my life because it is such a, it's a, such a great skill to have. It just makes life uh, so much more interesting and so much more fun. So stick with it. You'll get it eventually. Or even if you have gotten it, you'll get better. Just, just you know, stick on that path. Stay on the path. I guess that's really all I wanted to say for this week. Once again, not sure what I'll talk about next week, but uh, uh, maybe I'll look up some more topics on this, the uh, subreddit, Social Skills. I've been reading up a lot on there. It's some good stuff. Check it out. So I guess that'll be about it this week. Um, I hope you guys have a really good week. And just, you know, have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, and remember, my new book is available on Amazon, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. So check it out. I think you'll like it, Uh, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends, and remember to give it a review. I'd appreciate it. Thanks a lot.